we're now going to move into our um, continue our series on Revelation. Um, we've got Goth Hope um, speaking to us this morning, um, continuing that series. Uh, some of you will know who Goff is. Um, for some of you who will be less familiar, he's um, part of the King's Church in Norwich. Um, he's also part of uh, the apostolic team and relational mission. And it's probably through that role that he's had a real impact on our church over many, many years. He's been a really good friend to Life Church, um, a really wise guy, um, really helped lots of us in lots of different ways. Um, so it's a real privilege to have him here. Um, this morning, having him speaking to us this morning, um, and I'm sure he's going to have loads of really great things to say. So he's going to carry on um, in our series on Revelation. So I'll hand over to Goff. Well, good morning to you, dear friends at Life Church. It's it's been a long time since I last saw you. Well, it's probably been quite a long time since you saw one another, except a little square face on a screen. Um, I hope you're well. I hope your hearts have been warmed already this morning and um, hope you're watching out for one another and uh, serving one another well as the, the body of Christ, the family of God. I've got such fond memories of being with you in that, uh, that amazing building of yours. I think the last time I was with you was it was, a, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago. I remember it really well, actually. I, I, I always enjoy the worship when, when I'm with you. And uh, uh, I think Gary was leading worship and you sang that song, What a Beautiful Name It Is. What a Beautiful Name It Is, The Name of Jesus. I hadn't heard it before and uh, it warmed my heart. So I hope you're well and uh, I hope your hearts are encouraged as we go through this second strange time of lockdown. But um, now I, I've been asked to speak this morning and um, you're, you've been quite brave of late going through the book of Revelation because it's a wonderful book. But um, it's not always easy reading, is it? You know, uh, um, it, although there's a blessing promise for the readers, it's, it's, uh, it's quite difficult because of all, all the imagery and our Western... Uh, minds are our imaginations have been a bit flattened, haven't they, by our um, Western sort of desire for facts and information, and uh, we're, we're not perhaps quite uh, as good at flexing our imaginations as uh, uh, as the as John's original audience were. But we know that this book is it's not to tickle our fancy or imaginations; it's to strengthen our hearts. And I trust this morning, as I have the privilege of, of sharing God's word to you, I trust that uh, this will strengthen your hearts. So um, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to read and uh, we'll see what the Lord has to say to us this morning. Lord, thank you. The entrance of your word brings light and life. And this morning, as we look at quite difficult things to understand. Pray that you would open our eyes, warm our hearts and do us good. Lord, I pray. You, you know the hearts of everyone listening this morning. You know situations that are challenging them, the, uh, the, the, the things that trouble them. I pray, Sovereign Lord, Heavenly Father, would you speak? Speak to each one of us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've been asked to speak about the 
one of the visions in the book of Revelation, the seven bowls of wrath. So here we go. We're going to chapter 15 of Revelation and I'm going to read from verse 1. I saw in heaven another great and marvellous sign, seven angels with the seven last plagues. Last, because with them God's wrath is completed. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire. And standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God and they sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvellous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you. Your righteous acts have been revealed. After this I looked and I saw in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle out of the covenant law, and it was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels with seven plagues. They were dressed in clean shining linen and they wore gold sashes around their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his, temp from his power. No one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. And then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. And the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land. And ugly festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The second image, poured, sorry, the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea. It turned into blood like that of a dead person, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, You are just in these judgments, O holy one. You who are and who were, for they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, and you've given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured, his, poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire, and they were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues but they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pain and sores, but they refused to repent of what they'd done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demonic spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of the Lord Almighty. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that is called in Hebrew Armageddon. 
the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air. And out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, It is done! Then there came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever been occurred since mankind has been on the earth. So tremendous, tremendous was the quake. Well, there's a lot of there, a lot there. I have about 15 minutes to to open things up to you. And I want to bring to you three things that I see here. I see, first of all, a song. And then I see seven bowls of wrath. And then I see a promise. So let me just walk you through this, this uh, amazing, awesome vision that we have here. Just to say that John, of course, is on the island of Patmos. It's a, a, a penal colony. And uh, it, it's either during the reign of Nero or Domitian, time of persecution. His, his, his dear friends back uh, in the churches that he, he's written to, they're, they're in a hard place, in a hard time. Eusebius, the uh, uh, Jewish historian, he says that of all the, of the apostles, all the apostles, they were all martyred except for John. So it's quite likely that his fellow um, apostles had already been martyred or were shortly to be. These were difficult times, but there's a song. And it's, it's this song in verse 15. Uh, actually, there's lots of songs in Revelation. Um, and that's not surprising, because as we get to look at um, what's going on across the, the, the nations, across the earth, across, ch- across the, uh, the, the, the church history, as it were, we, as we get heaven's perspective, we get glimpses into heaven. And heaven, of course, is full of worship. And so there's lots of worship throughout the book of Revelation. And I want to say to you, worship is a wonderful thing to do in troubling times. When we worship, it sometimes look as, looks as though we're not doing much. And in a sense, that's true, because we've stopped and we're looking at what the Lord's doing. And that makes us worship because he's reigning, he's glorious, he's beautiful, he's majestic. So I want to encourage, encourage you through this time, worship, don't let yourself be silenced. Jump off the sofa and sing. And as soon as we can gather again, come make sure you gather and sing. Worship, there's lots of worship here in, in the book of Revelation. And here we've got the song of Moses. And so what this, this vision is all about, it's, it's, it's the fact that there's going to be there's another exodus coming. And we're going to see that the, the bowls of wrath are very similar to the plagues of, of Egypt in the days when uh, uh, God was speaking about um, bringing his people out of, of Egypt. And so these, these, um, these bowls of wrath... The, 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 the trumpet vision you, you, that you heard uh, perhaps a few weeks ago, that, that's sounding of warnings, God's warnings throughout the church age. And now we've come on, we've moved on, it's, a, it's, it's, it's another vision, and this is about God's wrath beginning to be poured out over the years, culminating in the, the, the seventh and final outpouring. So, so we'll start with the song. There's a new exodus coming. 
there's a new time of deliverance coming. And in a sense, there's a, an answer coming to the, the, the cry that we heard earlier on in the book of Revelation, the martyrs under the throne. How long, O Lord? How long? And the, 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 the bowls of wrath are, um, are going to remind us in a moment that God is going to have his time. He is going to have his time. But the first thing is this song. A glimpse is being given here of a wonderful day that's coming, a wonderful new exodus. Do you see here? I saw a sea of glass and beside it those who had been victorious over the beasts. And they're there before the throne. There's a new exodus coming. There's a new deliverance coming for the people of God. And it's going to be awesome and beautiful. And you remember the song of Moses when they came out through the Red Sea. They, they stood on the other side and they sang the song of Moses. They sang, they worshipped. There's going to be another day like that when you and I and all those who uh, have known the Lord Jesus are going to be led on a new exodus into the promised land, the presence of, of the Lord. It's the song of the Lamb. Because it's, it's because of the lamb that was slain. Do you remember the sacrificial lamb in, in Egypt, the, the Passover? And of course, Jesus is our Passover lamb who's died in our place so that we can be led out of a world that is under the judgment of God, coming under the judgment of, the, of God. There's a new wonderful exodus. I'd love to read that song again, but... My time doesn't really allow that. So a song, there's a song there. Uh, and there must, let there be a song in your heart. There's a, a, a day of great song coming when we're in the presence of the Lord. But the bowls of wrath, what should I say about that? Well, this world is not a good place to find justice. We learn that early, don't we? It's not fair. It's not fair. Little children know that. The martyrs were crying out, Lord, how long, how long? And it's a, a question that's got a long history down the years. People in sickness, in exile, in pain, in bereavement. It's the cry of the human heart. It's the, it's the cry of hurting people who want relief from famine, from fair, for fairness, for justice. How long? Maybe it's your cry this morning. Lord, how long has this got to go on? How long have I got to suffer this painful situation, this painful relationship? How long? It reverberates across the world, across the years. And you know, just as when the people of Israel back in Egypt cried out, how long, how long? God replies with this one, these wonderful words, Exodus 3 and verse 7. The Lord said, I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them. That's a beautiful verse. It's a gospel verse. And God would say that to you this morning. I've seen the misery. of. I've heard your crying. I'm concerned about your suffering, 
So I've come down in the person of Jesus. Dear friends, there's a new exodus coming. So that's the background to these bowls of wrath. It's the answer to how long. There is a day of coming, coming when wrongs will be righted and the cry of how long will be answered. So these seven bowls, they're very similar to the, the bowls, the, the, sorry, the, uh, the plagues in Egypt. And what we'll find here is that the punishment fits the crime. So the first bowl with festering sores, those who have the mark of the beast, it, 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 they'll end up as festering sores. It, that the punishment fits the crime. If you, if you follow the beast, as it were, and, and taken on um, his mark, as it were, on, on your life, that's what it will bring about in the end. The second and third um, bowls are to do with blood, uh, turning water into blood. And basically everyone's going to be drinking blood. Well, they'd, sh they'd, they'd shed the blood of the martyrs. They'd, they'd brought about bloodshed. And so the, 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 the punishment is fitting to the crime. The fourth is the sun, the sun causing burning. And um, what you'll find with the sun is back in the Old Testament, the it was it was it was it was what happened when when covenant was broken the sun which would normally produce warmth and heat would actually start to 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 destroy and then the fifth poured out on the throne of the beast on worldly anti christ regimes we're coming towards the end god will judge the regimes of man and its anti anti-God stance coming towards the end now grace days of grace coming to an end God beginning to judge ungodly man in all his arrogance blaspheming and then the sixth it paving the way for Armageddon what's that all about is 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 Armageddon a place well well actually Armageddon the city of Megiddo it was on a, a, a big important route between north the north and Egypt in the south and it was a site of many battles so it was sort of I'm suggesting metaphorical for climate a big decisive battle English people might talk about somebody having their their Waterloo it's your Waterloo Battle of Waterloo when Napoleon was um, at, uh, dealt with so to speak so it's we would say wouldn't we it's, it's his Waterloo there's a day coming when a very decisive battle will take place. The seventh is poured out on the air. That's very fitting because we know who the prince of the power of the air is. In Ephesians 2, Paul says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins which you used to live, following the ways of this world, the ruler of the kingdom of the air. And so judgment coming on, on the kingdom of the prince of the of the air the demonic forces that are at work we read it being in in those few verses there so it's speaking about judgment that is coming on on the world in answer to the question how long but i want to finish with a promise we've had a song we've had the bowl of wrath bowls of wrath but there's a promise and squeezed in there before the end it's a lovely little reassurance in verse 15 just before the the final judgments begin to happen upon the earth jesus speaks in speaks into 
the hearts of those who know him and love him. Verse 15, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked. There are seven blessings promised throughout the book of Revelation. Number seven is important. This, there's a blessing, there's a promise for those who will, will, will be true to the Lord Jesus, who will, will hold on to him and keep themselves, stay awake, um, ready for his coming at any time. Fully clothed, that means just, just living in the light of who we are in Christ, clothed in robes of righteousness. A blessing for you and for me. Walking through these challenging days that we're going through just now. There's a blessing. There's blessings spoken over our lives. There's a blessing for us going, going into the future. In fact, the next blessing that is promised in the next chapter is for those who, uh, who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So, dear, dear friends, in this time that we're going through of, of challenge, time when the nations are being shaken, God speaks a blessing to those who, uh, who know him and love him and are, are, are holding true to him. There's a new exodus coming. There's a, there's a new day coming. Jesus is coming again. And he says to you and me, keep your eyes on him. Blessed are those who remain faithful, stay awake, staying awake, alert, looking and hastening that day when we'll see Jesus in all his beauty and majesty and we shall be like him. So dear friends, in these, in these challenging, potentially troubling days, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher, the completer of our faith, knowing that he who has called is faithful. I could say much more, but my time is more than gone. God bless you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And if you're one of those crying out, how long, how long, know that he, 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 he has heard, he has seen, he cares, and he has come down in the person of Jesus to ensure you and me a wonderful, glorious, beautiful future in him. Amen. Wow, thank you, Goff. Isn't it amazing to have that promise to hold on to that we can fix our eyes on Jesus um, and just have real assurance in that? Um, thanks so much for that, Goff. Um, if you want to dig a little bit deeper into the Revelation series, um, there's some really good uh, resources being sent around. Um, there's a really good um, study guide to look at. Um, I'd really encourage you to do that. These Our preachers have been really good sort of launch pads uh, it's really great there's so much more to dive into so um and get along to your life group as well during the week i'm going to finish there thanks so much for coming this morning uh, it's been a really great morning lovely to see so many faces um and have a great week thanks bye